Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Then check out Tartarus. Tartarus is a sci-fi horror full-cast audio drama in which three staff members run a secret research facility that extends deep below the ice of Antarctica, imprisoning hundreds of strange and dangerous monsters. It's available to listen now wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more apps out there. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast contains adult content with depictions of violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. me there. I see you've deviated from your rightful path. Don't worry. Ranger Harper here will get you all sorted out. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, him? <laughs> Don't you worry about him. Some of my travelers are more curious than others and stray far enough off course that even I can't pull them back. But don't you be concerned with that. That would happen to you with me here. <laughs> Why don't you give me a hand with him and I'll tell you all about how he was turned into a stiff. Rachel Stone was just that. A stone lying dead on a cold stainless steel table in the lower level of the Scarlet County morgue. The wheels on the gurney squeaked and wavered as Dr. Richard Carlyle pushed open the door to the autopsy room one. She is the last autopsy of the evening with most, if not all, of the staff already headed home for the night. 
they were alone. Dr. Carlyle rolled his shoulders, jostling the knot between the blades and sighed with full contentment. He would perform his work without interruption. He gazed down at Rachel's prone form, skin too fresh, too warm. The absence of pallor hues sure to raise alarm bells among his colleagues. Under the buzzing hive of the fluorescent light, Rachel's stone glowed like a freshly minted diamond, her heart thudding erratically against the metal table. He needed this to go absolutely perfect. The day she walked into his classroom, he tracked her eagerly. Her vivacious hunger to learn was a mere added bonus. As he prattled on in the intro to forensic pathology class, she sat front and center. Astute green eyes and dewy odd lips itching at the primitive base of his skull. It wasn't until she remained after class did he realize just how exemplary this creature was. Excitement thrummed through Richard's marrow as he splays his tools and prepares. I, I can't move. My breath hitches as awareness seeps into my fogged mind. Why can't I move? Is it sleep paralysis? It has to be. Just a momentary loss of muscle control. Beginning to breathe evenly, I attempt to lull myself into REM sleep, allowing the fog to cradle me in its gaseous embrace. A tinkle akin to the jingle jangle of metal keys stirs the wisps of my mixed consciousness. Losing the battle against sleep, the sounds permeating around me amplify tenfold, forcing me to forego sleep. The buzzing of electricity tickles from my earlobe to my toes, attempting to jumpstart my limbs. I think hard. I can do this. Wiggle your toes. Come on. Just one will do. The current murmuring down my frame is unobtainable in helping with my task. Okay, okay, maybe just an eye. I try and fail, try and fail, but I can't do it. Panic links itself into the electric chain even as my lips refuse to part. Every part of my body abates my efforts of reanimation. It's as though someone has covered my body in superglue, securing me together. The buzz of the room exits the stage as a new player joins the scene. Acrid fumes lodge into my nostrils, licking a fire along the hairs. Water builds along the surface of my lids, but my tears remain trapped, seeping back through the duct. A sharp hissing sound rides on the coats of the stench as cold air suddenly slaps my frozen skin. Did I forget to close my window? Is that 
Is that Dr. Carlisle? Wait a minute, dead? Did he just say autopsy? No. No, 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 no. I'm not dead. There's no way. My dinner of ramen and cheap beer slithers and contracts through my stomach. I can feel the oxygen compress within my lungs as blood flows languidly in my veins. This has to be a dream. My heart shudders as a gentle hand places a feather touch to my forearm. Fuck. This is a nightmare. Flesh puckered and swayed. The noticeable miniature peaks bringing a smile to Dr. Carlisle's face as he continued his documentation. His hand reached out, fumbling for his penlight, eyes tracing the slopes of Rachel's erect flesh. There appears to be no debris within the nasal cavity or nasal passageway. The tape of the cassette laughs, like a lazy Susan, snaring his measured words. Merely a formality. He knew he would find little of interest, as he knew every minute square inch of Rachel's body. She was perfectly healthy from head to toe, something he made complete surety of. Her radiance shined like a sun, too big for the dull confines of the gray basement. So why is this unmarred beauty on his autopsy table? Well, a first-hand lesson, of course. This will be the most important part of his class, and he hopes... She is paying attention. My consciousness slams against my skin cage, its bars stoically watching my plight. Dumbbells and weighted plates tether me in place, the first real touch of panic seizing my heart, its pulsating rhyme growing louder with each passing second. Dr. Carlyle! Dr. Carlyle! I'm not dead! Listen to me! I'm in here! I scream at my professor only to have my voice echo uselessly in my cranium. Something begins to whirl before a bright light jets in front of my eyes. It repeats. Listen to me! A pen scratches against paper. I'm alive! Please! Dr. Carlyle places the caliper down, allowing the recorder to trade places, and presses the red record button. Internal examination? No, no, please. This can't be happening. Come on, Rachel, think. You have to show him you're alive. Show him this is just an enormous misunderstanding. Shit happens all the time. Well, maybe not this. Okay, focus. I can fight this. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe I did actually die, and I somehow resuscitated myself. No, that doesn't fit. It doesn't explain why I'm still immobile, damn it! A click followed by the drone of hungry metal teeth sends me into a frenzy. My fights renew tenfold, every neuron igniting on an octane need to live. A kick, punch, hum, whistle, even bark like a fucking dog to get his attention. But I merely exhaust myself from the endeavor. I can't give up. 
I refuse to just lie here like a fish waiting to be filleted. I just need to focus. I just need to... Dr. Carlisle. The doctor jumps, his thumb flicking the saw off before causing any real damage. His assistant, Isabella, stands in the exam room door, her putrid green puff jacket clutched to her chest. Her plump face is riddled with apology. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, Isabella. You scared me right out of my skin. Dr. Carlisle choidles, his breath coming out in quick puffs. What are you doing here? It's well past your shift. You should be home with the boys by now. A middle-aged woman smiles sheepishly. (laughs) I forgot my lunchbox. He assesses her for a tick his eyes flicking over from head to toe. He nods, his grip tightening on the instrument. Very well. At his words, Isabella scurries to the marked employees-only door and retrieves her faded polka dot lunchbox. Turning on her heels, she finally takes in the body lying on the autopsy table. Her gasps of surprise ping off the linoleum. Oh, my. Is that Rachel Stone? My heart flutters, its wings feeling less clipped than before. I recognized the voice instantly. Isabella Delarosa, Dr. Carlisle's PA. Thank the stars, Isabella! Isabella, I'm not dead! Can you hear me? I'm alive! I scream as hard as I can, my vocal cords refusing to strum. Sadly, yes. Dr. Carlisle looks down at Rachel, his thumb carelessly gliding over her cheek. Sadly, yes. Her mother called me hysterical. When I arrived at her home, she was DOA. What happened? Possibly a heart attack. Once I'm complete, I'll have a proper analysis. My mind is reeling. She's a healthy young woman in her prime. You know as well as I do, Isabella. Heart attacks do not discriminate between the youthful and the elderly. A loud scraping near my head causes me to jolt. Oh my god. I think... I think my hand moved. A twitch, but it is something. Uh... Doctor? I think her hand moved. Isabella points to Rachel's hand, her eyes too focused on the young woman to notice the tensing in the doctor's jaw. Yes! Yes, I did move. Come on, Isabella. Check my pulse. Clearly, the doctor is too wrapped up to notice, but you will. It's just a post-mortem spasm. You've seen your fair share of it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to continue the exam, and I'd rather not be here until midnight. Carlisle dismissed his PA, his eyes once again focused on Rachel. Are you sure, Doc? I don't mind staying and- No, Isabella! The doctor demands, before softening his voice. Your kids need you much more than I do. Isabella sighs and threads her arm through her jacket. With a final wave, she patters away. The whooshing of the chrome doors signaling her departure, and Richard nearly sags into the table. Sweat beads off his receding hairline as he takes a beat to reset himself. That could have been bad. Very bad. 
The succinylcholine is already wearing off. That simply will not do. Fishing into his lab coat, he produces a small vial and syringe. Just a little to make sure she remains still and silent. He flexes his index finger against the plastic side before plunging the needle into Rachel's skin, dispensing the fluid into her bloodstream. Now he can work. A cold pinch to the crook of my elbow has me biting back tears. Dr. Carlisle inhales deeply, holds, then exhales in a rush of air. The pungent odor of onions makes my skin crawl. Oh, my sweet Rachel. He whispers close to my face. We can finally be alone. Excuse me? I know you can hear me. I know you feel every bit that is occurring. <laughs> it won't be long now. Dear God, he knows. He knows I'm in here. His trapped prey. I've been watching for so long, waiting for the perfect moment for us to share. I want you to know that you'll be a part of me forever. My heart jackrabbits out of control. There is a soft clanking sound and my skin grows colder. I run through the procedure that is about to transpire, my brain displaying one single image in my head. It gleams in my mind's eye, slicing me before the good doctor can make a move toward me. Together. Carlisle whispers before sliding the scalpel across my flesh like butter. Heat pierces every cell as the doctor carves from collarbone to sternum. My bladder releases. The only function my body is willing to perform as a tsunami of acid crusts my stomach lining. The pain ebbs, allowing a minuscule piece before he begins to unzip the other side. Blood pearls in the scalpel's wake, forming rivers down my side where it circles down the drain. His hand lifts to deliver the final incision, bisecting my navel when he pauses. Hot life liquid gurgles in my throat as I attempt to scream around it. Shh, shh. It's okay. It's going to be alright. Don't you worry. Dr. Carlyle will make sure everything inside of you is just alright. This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this week's episode, you've heard Stiffs, written by Sean Moreau, with narration by Beth Ricketson, Naomi Richards, and Sean Moreau. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button to never miss an episode of the Morbid Forest. And while you're there, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more wayward travelers just like you. Interested in having your story told on season three, or simply want to drop us a love letter, then send it over to themorbidforest at gmail.com. Interested in hearing behind the scenes content, then head over to patreon.com slash themorbidforest to gain access to exclusive content, news on merch and the show, and to lend a hand in growing the show. And as always, thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week, travelers on... The Morbid Forest.